If you or anyone around you are affected by the subjects of today's podcast, you can reach out to get help, advice or support from our charity partners, Women's Aid at womensaid.org.uk or the Yorkshire-based organisation IDAS at idas.org.uk. You can also find these links and reach out to us directly via our website, takebackthebeat.co.uk or email us at takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. That's takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. Hello. Hello there. Hey. Um, Welcome back to uh, Take Back the Beat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you, you jumping on the rift train. <laughs> oh, I swear. Oh, gosh. Someone's going to listen to the beginning and be like, oh, I thought this was uh, two singers. Oh, clearly not. Just bye. Um, hey, I love singing I love out of tune. Me it's, too. It's, fun. it's, it's the best. Fun. Um, right. Hey, guys. So welcome back to part two. We are, full disclosure, we are recording these back to back. So um, we're not going to do the Biscoff section because you've just heard. And yes. uh, we have just taken a little break to have a cup of tea and a mental check in with each other to check we're okay to um, carry yes. on. Yes. But we've decided we are. So uh, welcome back to part two. Welcome back. Yeah. Part and two. this episode is my gorgeous friend here, Nat's story. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to mine, it was an hour and a half long. <laughs> It was. So thank you for staying tuned. It was some very heavy, deep stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I crammed five years of my life into an hour and a half. <laughs> and you did, you did very well. You, could, you just put a lot in. Yeah. I'm yeah. very proud of you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like a big weight has been lifted, even though, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, but I think yeah, doing it here... Uh, for the listeners has really yeah. kind of made me I'm glad I've done it anyway yes so I'm very glad you've done it and I'm yeah. glad that you and trust I hope, me to listen to it yes I know you're yeah. gonna feel fine and I'm here mm-hmm. so let's take a deep breath because we're gonna dive yeah. into your story if you are ready I, I am and it's it's so hard because obviously if you listened to Farah's story it's it's so hard doing this over zoom and I'm literally just sat in my my garage with my little vocal booth set up on your own and it's like oh, this is my friend mm-hmm. and she's upset and it's things that I hate that you've been through and it's so hard to do this. But um, yeah, we, we just want to, we can't be hypocrites and sit here and ask people to be vulnerable with us when we are not prepared to do the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, you asked for it, here it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, okay. <laughs> let's take a deep breath. We're in. Have yep. a sip of the tea. Sip of our okay. lovely mint tea. Yeah. Yes, I have a mint tea too. I love Do you? Oh, yeah, a little peppermint moment and a chocolate bar I had to oh, sort myself out. Called so my dad, sorted my life out. And now we're back. <laughs> we're back in the room. Back in the back. room. So obviously now with Nat's story, um, I understand. I mean, I was young, like I said, in mine. Yeah. Um, but I know that you were a lot younger than me. So should we start yeah. there? Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll start with that story. Um my story is a little bit different to Farah's, but it's um, every story. <laughs> I mean, you hear so many stories about this sort of stuff, and it all kind of leads to the same. So um, I was I was in my teens. I was very young when I met this person. Um, very vulnerable, very um, influential. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know who I was. Impressionable. That's the word. Yeah. Um, I was very insecure as a kid. I was bullied quite badly for being fat. 
for having curly hair. I had really bad teeth. Um, I mean, thank God for uh, braces and stuff. But I, I, I wasn't a. I was. I was a target for a lot of bullying um, as a kid. Well, you're bloody gorgeous. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, I was very, very insecure and very shy. I guess is the right word. And I met this person, and everyone fancied them. Mm-hmm. It was that. And as a kid, it was mind-blowing. And I guess um, something I should say, and I, I said this to Farah earlier, oh, I feel really sick doing this, sorry. I just realised, noticed then, like, I'm like, my heart's going very oh, fast. It's okay, um, it's okay. Take your time, boo. It's fine. Um, so I suffer with PTSD, which I'm going to talk about a bit later as to why and stuff. But um, a, something, a symptom of PTSD is, like, when you have flashbacks or when you think back to things... Um, there's like a fogginess over some moments and doubt. So even though I know things factually happened, I doubt myself constantly and think, oh, that couldn't have happened. That didn't happen to you. Yeah. And actually you go, yeah. And then someone will say something and I go, oh, so you you saw, oh, it, it did happen. And it's it's a really weird part of PTSD to have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there might be a sort of bit vague and it's it's not something I dwell on a lot or talk about a lot mainly for my mental health. So mine might not be as in-depth as Farah's, but just know that it's not because I don't want to share it. I just need to look after me. Um, So yeah, uh, we were together for, God, like three, well, officially kind of like nearly three years, like two and a half. But um, when it ended, we kind of carried on for a little bit because I was so broken. Um, we all do we, yeah. we do don't we and it never ends on that day no no, no. And it started off as um, very much manipulation very much kind of what you said like little comments here and there that weren't offensive directly offensive but little things mm-hmm. like comparisons and little comments and then it turned into control so I wasn't allowed to go places I wasn't allowed to see people um, I remember going shopping once and I said I would only be a couple of hours and when I wasn't, when I was actually three hours, mm. it ended quite badly. Um, and I was terrified. Um, how did that, sorry to interrupt, you no, know no. you said it went from um, just like the little comments like with me yeah. to the control. Was that like a big jump in the sense mm. of like, was it just like dropping hints about makeup or like, you know what I mean? Like how yeah. did that, no, what you know, sort of things would, would they say? Like, how it would, would start they off you? as like little comments, as in like, "Oh, that person looks nice," or like, "Oh, you don't dress like that," or oh, I can't even really remember like specifically, yeah, but little things similar, like that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then it would be um, little things like, "If you do this, this will happen." Like, for instance. Um, if you there was a an under 18s nightclub i wanted to go to with my friends and yeah. he was like if you go i'll cheat on you oh wow okay um and there was a girl i was quite insecure about and it was always her that he would say oh yeah yeah, yeah. and um so in the end i would always pull sickies to see my friends and eventually everyone kind of stopped talking to me um i was very yes. isolated especially that yeah. young cuz you I guess you don't really know. You just kind of go, oh, okay. And I had a, a group of lads as mates and I wasn't really allowed to see them. Um, I want to say allowed. It, 
it kind of happened just one day of just like, oh, that's the relationship I'm in now. I don't even know. I can't even say to you, this moment, it just all of a sudden I was in this place of I can't do this. I can't do that. And when you're so uh, younger, you don't have anything to compare it to. No. So you don't know. Yeah. And like, it's my first relationship and I was so insecure and it was this guy that fancied me. Like, that's crazy. Like, no one fancies me. I'm, I'm the weird little kid. And like, it was really really strange um and a lot of my friends started like calling me out on it and like blaming me and being like ah oh, you've now you've got a boyfriend you don't care about us and I was so desperate to be like I'm just not allowed like please someone understand but you don't at that, at that age I just I was no. embarrassed and I was scared I didn't want to lose him um and he he took advantage a lot of the generosity of my family um, okay yeah you know my family they're they're lovely people um, oh my god I love Debs yeah but he would kind Trev, of but Debs cooks for me so Deb, sorry yeah Trev. Debs makes the cakes yeah. <laughs> um he like for instance if they were going out for dinner he would nearly demand that he was invited and my parents are always the kind of people that are like like when they, we go out like for dinner with Aiden and stuff they always pay but mm-hmm. they love when people are like oh uh let me get this let me get this and the amount of arguments my boyfriend now and my dad have had trying to pay a bill pay the bill like the other week Aidan literally ripped a credit card out of my mum's hand to pay a bill (laughs) it's very funny um but that's my parents are very those kind of people even if we don't have the money they want to give it to other people and you're like guys we don't have this but he took advantage of that and um they they didn't like him and they saw um how kind of quiet I got um but I didn't tell anyone I told no one that he had this control over me yes even like okay so um my nan who I was really close to she died when I was 16 and when we were together and um this is something I'm really angry about but um my mum had bought me tickets to go see Wicked in the West End because I was that yeah. kid. I loved musical theatre and yes. that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to be Alphaba and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So my mum got me tickets um, on the 23rd of September. Oh, wow. In Is Lon- that imprinted? Do you remember the date? Well, yeah, um, yeah. In London. So me and my ex, we went up and we saw the show and my nan was having... Um, Oh, do you know what? I think it's a valve replacement. I don't really know. I'm, I kind of really block out a lot about my nan's death. But she was having, she had a problem with her heart. So she had to have um, something done. And it was a surgery that was like, it's bog standard. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's heart surgery, but it's, it's good. And I wanted to go see my nan in hospital. And he was very much against that because he didn't want to. He, I don't, I don't even think he gave me a reason. He just said no. And I didn't fight it. And my nan actually died three days later. <laughs> Oh, babe. Oh, darling. Um, okay? Oh, I'm crying so quickly. <laughs> no, it's because it's, it's, it's your nan. And something I hate is, um, I regret that massively, but something I really hate was a few years later when it kind of came out, my mum told me that my nan had seen... <laughs> she'd um she'd seen him push me oh god 
and uh, she wanted to say something, but she spoke to my mum and... No, that was it. She um, she didn't speak to my mum. She spoke to me. She said something. And I was like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're play fighting. We're play fighting. It's absolutely fine. And then she um, told my mum. And I I was a horrible, horrible person. Like, I know you, you understand this because you said you did the same, but I was a royal bitch. I The only way I could protect my family from what was happening to me was by pushing them away. Yeah. So I just, I didn't talk to anyone. I was horrible. I remember screaming at my mum to leave me alone. Um, and yeah, so when I found that out, that really hurt because I was like, she saw me there. And... Oh, um, I hope so much. Oh, it's, it's so hard to talk about because I don't... I feel so much guilt for that because... My nan was such an incredible woman and she always had our backs and she was amazing and I'd love, I'd love her to see us now. She will, she'll know. Um, oh, I'm going to pull myself together really quick. Ah, it's okay. So, um, yeah, that's, that's something that's really kind of embedded in my brain and a real regret I have of mine that I let um, him do that. But... I saw nothing wrong with it. This is this is the weirdest thing. Like even when I talk about it now, like my brain's going, Nat, this isn't abuse. Like, stop taking people's time and stop being on this podcast talking about this. It's it's not abuse. But I know I keep on to remind myself it was. Like It absolutely is. Babe, I there were so many things I wasn't allowed to do. Um, I remember going to a party and wearing a colour top that he didn't like. <laughs> And um, oh God. I remember he didn't say anything, didn't say anything. And I was so excited because it was all his friends because I, I had no friends. It was all his friends. And we turned up the front door and he literally just turned to me and he, I can't even remember what he said, but it was something along the lines of that jumper is disgusting. You look disgusting. Oh, wow. And then the door Ugh. opened and we went to this party and I remember <sighs> trying to ignore him and having a few drinks and like dancing around and him pulling me to a side and telling me that one of the boys was looking at me and I needed to stop. And I ended up going and sitting in the corner and not talking to anyone. And then <laughs> I've later found out through talking to people that they've gone, oh my God, we just heard that you like didn't like us. Oh my God, yeah. And That's so, a thing as well. Yeah. And like you I, become the problem. Yeah. Because so everyone, people don't know what's actually going on. No, everyone just everyone thought... Everyone hates you. Yeah, exactly. Everyone just thought yeah. I was this bitch. And he was charming, so charming, and everyone yeah. loved him. Everyone loved mm. him. And um, they didn't see what happened behind closed doors. That's the thing. And I could have walked away so many times. So many times he gave me the opportunity to walk away. And I didn't because I was convinced this is what was meant for me. This is the love that I am chosen to have, if that makes sense. Like... My parents had the most incredible relationship. They're soulmates. And my nan and my my granddad, who I don't call granddad, he, his name was Farvey. Because my mum couldn't, like, if something to do with my mum couldn't say granddad when she was a kid, so they always call their granddads Farvey. He was my Farvey. Um, but yeah, they, they were soulmates. So although I was surrounded by those relationships of love, I was like, oh, that's not meant for me. I'm not worthy of that. I'm, I'm not that girl. I'm this is all I'm worth. And I was told constantly that was all I was worth. So I believed it. And I um, I got really ill after 
I'm kind of skimming through a lot of this, so just back me up at any no, point. No, no, but fine. Take your time. Just getting it off. Um, there was physical abuse quite a lot, um, even if it was just grabbing me too hard. Or um, there, there was once when he didn't like what I wore in a dance show, which, as you know, we have no control over that. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's a form of art. So. It's a form of art. I, babe, I was, I was yeah. in a leotard. I, I, ballet dancer. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah um, and uh, I ended up with a few bruises after the show and was told I wasn't allowed to go back to that dance school that I went to. Um, and um, that really did you, impacted me. Did you me. quit? I did, yeah. I didn't know I did. that. I didn't know yeah. that bit. Um, only for a, a short time. Yeah, yeah. And then I started to go back because I needed to. And yeah. I missed it. I missed it so much. Um, I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really glad I did. Um, but I was just told constantly like I wasn't good enough. And I ended up getting... After my nan died, I... I kind of shut off all my emotions and wanted to be strong for my mum. And so therefore I didn't deal with my emotions. I I just put on this face of like I'll 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 be the agile, I'll help, I'll help. And I remember a family member saying to me, um, you can't cry because your mum needs your support right now. And my mum, when oh, I told my mum this, my mum went I was going to say, I bet she was not happy about that at all. Yeah, like, oh my God, she she was so angry. Um, And like, obviously, I I did cry. Like, it's my nan, of course I did. Um, And yeah, so um, I very much kind of took on that. So therefore, I I suppressed it. And um, I I ended up um, getting anorexia. I, I didn't eat. God, um, for a very, very long time, um, I used to do the trick, the age-old trick, if my mum would cook me dinner and I would take a mouthful while she was in the room and then instantly spit it out and put my food in the bin. Wow. Um, I I got really skinny, really, really ill. And then um, me and this guy broke up. And I got so much attention when we broke up. Um I kind of rebelled mm-hmm. and started going out with my friends. Um, I'd made some really great friends at this college I was at. So um, I started going out, started doing things. And I got so much attention for being thin. Okay. That it kind of propelled it, in, in the right word. I um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... It feeds, it feeds it, feeds it doesn't it? It, it feeds yeah. the illness when yeah, which those then, things happen. Which yeah. then kind of... <laughs> reiterated in my head that oh my god yeah like I was worthless because I was really fat and chubby so therefore being skinny at least I've got skinny on my side like I'm not a pretty person or I've not I've not got any talent but at least I'm thin and Mm. that and I hate that that was where my brain was but Mm. yeah that's where I was at um and my parents are fucking amazing with this so um they they obviously clocked on that I was ill and they didn't press anything and I remember the first thing I ate was a digestive biscuit and I remember this because um a few of my friends had come round and obviously them and my mum had chatted and stuff like this and my mate just went oh um Nat do you want a biscuit as casual as that and because I was like surrounded by those people I was like yeah yeah I will and they didn't make a big deal out of it it wasn't it wasn't a big deal but in inside I was like 
oh my god, oh my god, are, are they going to judge me? And I'm so glad no one said anything. They just kind of sat there and were like, great, cool, moving on. And I know deep down, like, that would have been a huge thing, but they didn't. They just didn't. And I'm so grateful yeah. for that. Um, it's I do have quite a toxic relationship with food still. I'm a lot better than I was. You are. Um, and I'm proud of you for that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very I much. I really am. Um, I, did, I had another flare-up when I was obviously at dance college because that's what happens. Um, oh, gosh, that is another story, isn't that's it? That's a whole other story. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something I deal with and it's definitely a thing of worth and something that's come out of that kind of abuse of I can't control how I look I can't control well as in like the genetics I have I can't control my talent I can't control what makes me me but what I can control is my weight Mm -hmm. so that was definitely that and um I mean Aiden's freaking amazing like whenever I talk to him about things with my with kind of my relationship with food he's just he's he's just brilliant he gets it and he is he's just great and if, if if I'm triggered at any point and I tell him, he's he's brill. So um, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. So I'm I'm so grateful to have that support. But um, yeah, so kind of going back to I, I start getting really ill. Um, I got loads of attention, and obviously he started to give me attention too. Yeah. And um, we we didn't break up by my choice. Okay. <laughs> um, he actually cheated so on me. Yeah. Okay. And then he wow. left me for her. Of course, right, all right. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't even my choice, which made it... It made it so worse because I was like, this this relationship I'm in where I feel like absolute worthless and nothing, I'm not even worth that. Mm. And that was my brain. I was like, oh my God, not even you will love me. And um, yeah, it it was it was really a horrendous kind of few months. And then um, and I begged for him back. I begged. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not even ashamed to say it. I would cry down the phone to him. I begged for him Mm -hmm. back. And he had me on a piece of fucking string. Like, oh, my God, I've been. Yeah. Been there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to say to my mum and dad, oh, I'm just going to get some petrol. And I'd go sit in a car park and just wait for him to turn up for 10 minutes just for a chat. And I'd beg yeah. and I'd cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, looking back now, I, when I talked to my mum and dad about it, like um, my mum actually got really upset the other day. We were talking about Take Back the Beat and she listens and she got upset and she was like, it's just knowing. And I was like, yeah, but it's fine because we've, we're here and it's, it's so hard because it's not, and like my mum says all the time, she's like, I just wanted to be there and I just wanted to like, kick him out my house. But I was terrified to lose you. And I, I so get that because if she had have done that, I'd have chased him. I would have, I'd have been with him. Yeah, I had a few circumstances like that as well. Yeah. And my mum just did things because she knew if not, I wouldn't be yeah. in that room because I'd have I, just gone, well, fuck you then. Which I is remember, horrible, but that's the place you get. That is 100%. And it's when you look back now, I'm so mortified and I love my family so much that I hate that I put them through that. Mm-hmm. I remember this one time... Um, we were having, we weren't even having an argument. Um, I, uh, that's the reason I taught my nan. So my nan brought me this amazing piano. I've I played piano since I was a kid and my nan loved it. My nan and me used to sit and mm-hmm. I would make up chords and she would make up lyrics and it was just, I bless her. That. I mean, not, uh, she didn't, wouldn't know a key if it hit her in the face. Like literally she, <laughs> singing in tune was beyond my nan's abilities, but Brilliant. I loved it. A bit like our intros then. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> She'll like, um, them. She'll like <laughs> them. Yeah. So we used to do that. And um, so I had this amazing piano. 
and he didn't like because he he played instruments too. He didn't like me playing piano. Um, what, and actually, why? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I actually because have no you idea. Were talented, and he's not. Sorry, the sassiness is coming out of me now. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Angry for you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it was part embarrassment because when I would play, I would just get annihilated. I don't, I don't really know. It just, yeah. So I didn't. I guess mm. I kind of, I have to take a bit of responsibility of it because I did constantly shy away. Like everything he said was like word for me. Like I, it was law. Like I, I was obsessed with him. I, I worshipped him even though mm-hmm. everything he was doing I was so upset and I remember sat um on his sofa once going if he just broke up with me I could do this I could do that you could oh my god this would be amazing but that's never gonna happen like I I wow. was that's where I was this was life for yeah. me and yeah. um we were we were having an argument and he'd grabbed my hand quite viciously um I've actually still got a bit of um my little finger is, uh, I don't, you've probably noticed this, my little finger is misshapen. Um, Oh God. Yeah. And my mum walked in and my mum was like, what is all this yelling? And when she didn't scream, but she just said that. And he stormed out the house, like yelling. And I crumbled on the floor and I screamed at my mum. I swore at my mum and my (laughs) mum, I don't know how she did this. She got in the car and she went and chased him and she went and brought him back. Wow. Because she said, I would have lost you. And I hate so much that I put them through that. Um, Mm. There's there's so many different stories of it that I look back and go like, did that, is that real life? (laughs) Um, And it's it's so weird because again, like I said, everyone loved him. He was so charming and talented and good looking and everyone, that was just what it was. Um, So yeah, it was a really hard thing. And then obviously he finished it with me but we still had this weird pull together and I I don't know I don't know what was happening um I I couldn't I couldn't live without him in my brain and then I um I auditioned for a couple of drama schools and I got into Italia Conti (laughs) and I just remember getting the letter and standing in my kitchen and I was like I've got an out I've got, I can, I can get out. I can leave. Oh my God. Because we were going to go to the same, we were talking about going to the same college in our hometown. Even though we went together and all I could, and I remember like even his mum being like, oh, you two will work it out. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, please, please. Like it's so weird because it's such an internal struggle because I knew this is not the life I wanted but yet I couldn't get out. I couldn't find the strength. And I was so alone. Like I had no friends, like not a soul. Everyone had given up on me because I was such a dick. Um, and I, I couldn't handle it. And like I was in, I got depression at the same time. Um, so I was diagnosed with uh, depression. Um and I, I, I used to remember calling my mum at lunchtime at college and she'd have to come pick me up and just sit in the car park while I just sobbed. And, like, oh, and then I'd just go back to class. And I didn't, and it wasn't, it's such a weird thing because I, I don't know why I was crying. I would just start sobbing. And I was like, this is so weird. Um, so yeah, I got into Teleconti and my parents kind of sat me down and they were like, look, if you, if you don't get a scholarship, we, we can't send you. Like, obviously not, we're not. Like my my family, they work their asses off, but by no means rich. Um, so it's a lot of money to go to drama school and to live in London. So I was very much aware of this. 
And I'll never forget, I was laying on the sofa having a nap because, you know, stress. Um, and the phone rang and my mum answered it. And I just remember her screaming. I remember her being so happy and saying, she's got a dada, she's got a dada. And I felt this sick in my stomach because I was like, oh, I am. I am going. Oh, oh, okay. And <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but I was gutted for a second. Yeah. And, and um, obviously, also, like... Also, I'm going to call you out for one second. Stop please saying, <laughs> I feel stupid, or, mm. oh my God, I can't believe I was thinking... It, the feelings, the emotions. Yeah. Yes. Like, these are yep, real correct. psychologically damaging things that you've yep. been through, and th- it's as simple as that. Yeah. You feel how you feel in the time because it's trauma, and it's yeah. a build-up of abuse yeah. and bullshit so the yeah. feelings that you feel are 100% valid so please stop saying they're stupid and Thank I'm just you. calling you out I love, I love you. you yeah I love you for that and I I deserve that so yes yeah um Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah obviously like um I went and I'm so grateful that I went and I really pulled myself out of it but what was really I'm gonna jump a little bit ahead here but when I moved to London and I kind of got this new lease of Nat Grey and I was like gonna reinvent myself and all this sort of stuff um I came back to my hometown for a party um, and it was like mutual friends from my old college and um, he was there with his the girl he'd left me for. Oh, wow. And um, her friend threw a glass at my face. What the fuck? Um, and started screaming at me for sleeping with her friend's boyfriend. And I was what? like, eh? I was like, I live in London. I was like, I What? And he'd been basically gaslighting her and say and comparing her to me and all this sort of stuff. Mm. It was, yeah, it was so um, horrific. Um, and that was kind of one of the nights that, because I didn't tell anyone, no one knew. Um, well, there's there one person that knew, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, so this party, when that happened, my ex pulled me into a bedroom and got in my face put his arms on me and was holding me far too tight and it and our mutual friend ran into the bedroom pulled him off me and kicked and was like trying to kick him out the house and this mutual friend called my mum and was like you need to come pick up Nat she's in a state and he turned to me and he went that's not the first time that's happened is it and I was like no and he was like and he went he went absolutely sparse he was like right cool and he was fuming um and I'm really grateful for that because he, in that moment, really believed me. And in that moment, I felt like what he was doing was wrong. And I had never felt that. Is this the situation that we're talking about? I don't know. Do you want to elaborate on that? or What do you mean? When, when he had his hands around my throat. Yeah. Is that what, yeah. Um is that or is yeah. that No, it's fine. It's just really hard to say. Um I know, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he had his hands round my neck and was basically telling me to say all these things because he was gonna get in trouble and all this sort of stuff. And um I was terrified for my life. Um Yeah, which was really scary. And I know he was drunk and I know that like whatever, but yeah, that not moment an excuse. not an excuse. Yeah. It was horrific and I was so young. I was so young. Um and again, that's one of those moments that I look back at now and I don't, it's foggy. Like I remember bits yeah. of it and I remember it because I've told you it. That's and your go, brain protecting itself. Yeah. Though. That's what it does. And it I said to you, you, like, 
I was terrified to talk my story. What if, I don't know, what if no one believes me again? Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so those little things happened. But um, it was it was such a horrific, manipulative time in such a crucial part of my life, a part of my life when I was trying to learn who I was. Um, so no one knew apart from his family. Um, again, I'll never forget having a huge argument, um, which ended up with him literally throwing me on the bed and me hitting my head on the wall and horrific. He stormed out the house and his stepdad came upstairs and said to me, he'd ordered me a taxi and I was to get in that taxi and never come back. He was like, you have to do this for your own life. Wow. Um, and that was who, sorry? His, his stepdad. His, ste- his stepdad, his own yeah, stepdad said his that. his own stepdad. Um, ironically, um, I don't know if that's ironic, that's just a weird word to say, but um, a few years later when I was living in London, I bumped into his stepdad on the tube. Oh. And he gave me the biggest hug and he said, thank fuck you got yourself out of there. I was oh, terrified. Wow. And oh, then God. they're not together anymore. I don't, I don't know why, I don't know the ins and outs. Um, but he just said to me that, he was terrified and I I couldn't I remember I remember his mum trying to talk me down I remember excuses being thrown another thing making me believe that this was what I was worth um he had he has I don't know if he's got help I don't know I know nothing about him now um he had serious anger issues serious anger Mm -hmm. issues I think while we were together he smashed two laptops because of football manager what um and he, he wasn't quiet about it. Like, he, mm. he was a very angry person. And I just made excuse after excuse after excuse. And You do when you love someone now. Yeah, and I was so young. Like, I I think back to that girl and I just feel, I just want to give her a hug and yeah. tell her it's okay to be different. It's okay it's to be, be a okay. bit weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember him threatening to break up with me and calling me all names under the sun because I'd, I'd cut my hair different. Okay. Without telling him and mm, little things like that. And, um, and um, we speak about triggers quite a lot. And uh, this is something that's happened quite recently. Is um, I haven't actually told you this. So um, my parents forked out for this huge holiday. We went to Orlando, Florida. You know me and how obsessed I am with Disney. Yes, you are So this Disney should queen. have been the two weeks of absolute... Oh, amazingness and it was just after my GCSEs and I was I was so excited and um he wasn't invited obviously we were 16 yeah um and and even if he was like he couldn't afford to come my parents couldn't afford it to have paid for him to come so yeah all that um and he said to me um if I see one photo of you smiling we're done <gasps> what and um we had loads of arguments leading up to holiday. I remember my sister playing Disney music in her room on one night because she was excited and it ended up with him threatening me and with him storming out, with he throwing things and slamming doors at me. And I was terrified and I went on this holiday and I, I hate myself for this so much because I was horrible to my parents. I was so horrible I refused to be in any photo and if I was I put a horrific face on I racked up a thousand pound phone bill oh my days because he 
he had this control over me and he he would text me and say, you have to call me now. And I'd be like, no. And he went, nope, you have to call me immediately. And I'd be like, um, okay, yeah, fine. That's absolutely oh, fine. I'm um, so sorry. To the point of the phone company called my mum while we were in um, Florida because her name was on my phone bill. And um, was like, we're putting a block on this phone because it's it's just hit a thousand pound. And my mum was... I didn't even know they did that. No. And the first thing he said to me when I told him was, sell your piano. <gasps> and I was like... Your grandma. That my nan had given me. Oh. And I was like, no. And and he used to these threats of like, he's like, oh, um, I'm, I'm leaving a box of your stuff outside your house or I'm going off with so-and-so and just manipulative threats until I called him. Or it's not, my life isn't worth living unless you call me. And I was, in, I just was so wrapped by him and I remember one day going I've had enough I can't I can't and I broke down in this hotel room in Florida with my sister and a family friend who was there and they both were like thank god oh my god amazing and I turned my phone off and we went out for the night uh, to a restaurant it was lovely and I came back turned my phone on and it was just abuse like the most horrific abuse I don't even really remember what he said I it was just a, I was terrified. B, I was mm-hmm. upset. I was crying and I went straight back to him. And I was begging for forgiveness and ugh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, and so I think we've spoken to another podcast. I don't know if we have actually. Um, so last year, my my dad was diagnosed with cancer, but he, um, he's got the all clear now. He's Yay. absolutely fine. Like Trevor's good. So my parents have booked this amazing holiday for the four of us. So me and my dad, my sister and my mum um, to go to Jamaica. And it's, we're so fucking excited. But they did. I'm all- so envious, by I the way. Know, I'm, I'm so I'm going to just say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Um, and they did, they actually, they did invite Aiden. But because he's in Les Mis, their holidays are really strict because he is also. Yeah, I can he's, imagine. Yeah, and he's second cover the lead. Like, they have to be really careful with when people go on holiday and whatever. So yep. he couldn't get the dates off. And he was so sad, bless him. Like <laughs> we're in like a, a group chat with my whole family and him, of course. And like he was just absolutely like rinsing my mum and saying like she did it on purpose. And it was, it was very funny. And it was all banter and it was all jokes. And he was like sending her gifts of like a crying baby and stuff. Very funny. <laughs> and um, and then we were at dinner the other night and they started talking about Jamaica. And Adam was like, "Sorry, what? I've, I don't know what this is. Sorry. Oh, is this a holiday I wasn't invited to? Oh, yep, fine, whatever. Oh, I'll go sit in a corner and cry." Oh, bless him. And I sat there and a part of me went, oh God, oh God. Um, and I was like, hold on, it's Aiden. Hold on. No. And I literally leant over and gave him a kiss and I was just like, I love you. And he was like, all right, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And it's because... But it was triggered it, from yeah. the, the last holiday with, with the yeah. family in Florida because you were like... Exactly. He's, and he's, he's upset and it's... Yeah, and my brain my went to... Yeah, my brain went to, oh God, he doesn't feel welcome. He doesn't feel... he. And what if he goes off and cheats on me like like my ex used to threaten to do and like he ended up doing and oh my God. And actually I was like, nah, it's Aiden. Mm. Like he's just probably going to send me pictures of him sat in a dressing room in Salford and moaning that he's not in the sun but he'll be going have the best time babe like he's, oh my god yeah he will absolutely be he'll yeah. just be like me i'll just yeah. be like oh thanks thanks yeah. for inviting me it's just it actually it's yeah. banter because banter. we're genuinely jealous we can't come yeah <laughs> but i was i was really triggered by it and i did say to him like i didn't again he doesn't know the ins and the outs of everything i've been through because i don't talk about it 
Um, You've never talked this in depth. I know. No. A majority, obviously. Yes. We talk a lot. Yeah. Um, but I am very proud of you for Thank opening you. up like this. I mean, I'm shaking like an absolute leaf. I know, I know. You can see I'm fidgeting, I'm just like... We're, we're, we got each other through the screen. Yeah, we do. And it's, it's such a... It's horrific because I... Every time my mum talks about it, she gets so upset and she says to me it's because it was her baby and she watched her baby go through this and there was nothing mm. she could do. And mm. I was just such a mess. Like, I, and it was such abuse. Like, I was, before the age of 18, believed I was worthless and mm. ugly and disgusting. And it's... It's so I remember there's um I actually got asked to do this like photo shoot, this like ballet photo shoot when I was seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. And um my mum won't allow the pictures in the house because you can see all the bones in my spine. No. Um there there's I remember being so proud of these photos as well. Yeah, and my mum was just like thing. they're yeah. disgusting. And like you could there's a picture I'm bent over, um like tying up my point shoe, and you can see tying up my point shoe sorting like my point shoe up and um you can see like my spine just clear as day um and I I look at my face was gone and my hair started to fall out um yeah and I I just I was a mess but so believed I was worth nothing and I hate that because I was such a happy kid like before I met him I I gave zero shits. I was so badly bullied and yet gave zero shits what anyone thought of me. I loved being weird. I loved being different. And then the second I got into this relationship, that joy kind of left. Yeah, they take and, all the things that you think are good yeah. and make them yeah. weird, and but in a bad way and make yeah. them negative. So then you go, oh shit. And I, I'm nothing I, like I thought I was. Yeah, and I genuinely believed I deserved nothing. And you know this firsthand because when we went to Thailand a few years back, um, I just got a phone call that um, I'd got a record deal um, with New State Music, uh, with Billy DeKid and Joel Corey um, for this song we'd done. And I sat on the floor. I remember having wet hair, <laughs> sat on the floor and just had a panic attack. And I remember you and Leanne, who we were with, were just like, what the fuck is going on? And I just kept saying, I don't deserve this. And I remember Leanne being like, this, I don't understand. What What are you on about? And I was like, I'm here with my best mates in Thailand, like doing some amazing things, having some amazing meetings. And I've got a record deal back home. I've got a boyfriend who loves me and actually respects me. And I've got an incredible family. I don't deserve this. Yeah. And I, even after we got back from Thailand, I really struggled because I was just waiting for the ground to fall. Because I don't, I don't deserve yeah, happiness. Something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, you do, but that's what your brain. Yeah, you tell and yourself like, that, yeah. I, I openly talk to Aiden about a lot of things and say to him this, and he just his sentence that I love. He just goes, "I'm not them." Yeah, and I'm like, I know you're not. You are one of a yeah. kind, and I'm so thankful for him. But he he does it all the time. He's like, "I'm not them. I'm not them." Mm. And I'm like, I know you're not. Um, so it's it's really hard because it is something I definitely live with and obviously so I was diagnosed with depression and I went on antidepressants for a year and I I just hated them um I was numb the whole time I felt nothing I didn't feel happiness I didn't feel sadness I just felt nothing nothing yeah um so I came off of them and stupidly just took myself off of them I didn't like wean myself I didn't get help yeah Yeah. I just came straight off of them and that definitely flared up the uh not eating side of my brain 
Um, but that that was when I just went to Conti's um, and a, a lot was happening and I had a lot of flare-ups at Conti's but I was so glad that that part of my life was done because I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. Um, I told, the first person I ever told was the next guy. Um, we'd only been together a short time and I told him and he didn't believe me. And I was so mortified and so upset. Um, and it wasn't until, so the guy at the party who had helped me, um, it wasn't until he said to my new partner, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy that used to hit Nat. Okay. And I, I was fuming that it took someone else to validate my story. Yeah. Um, but it silenced me. I was mm-hmm. so mortified and embarrassed that I didn't tell anyone. And then I was in the car with my sister. I think I've spoken about this before, but I was in the car with my sister and we were having a conversation about something else. And she just went, did he used to hit you? And I just looked at her and cried and just said, yeah. And that's when I found out that my nan had seen him push me and that my mum had had suspicions. Um, she remembers this bruise really specifically. She brought it up the other day, actually, when we talk about Take by the Beat. And she's like, I remember things that it killed me to turn a blind eye to and I hate myself for yeah, it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you had to. Like, I couldn't... There, no one could have saved me at that point. Only me, only the strength. It is you, isn't it? It's, yeah. It, it's a scary thing because you automatically become so defensive if oh, somebody good, yeah. just points it out because you're not ready. Yeah. you don't really know what's going on yourself. Like, yeah. the depth of it anyway. You don't realise what it's doing to you. Yeah, and I just... So you do just lash out. I've do, lashed out yeah. at all my family and I hate myself for that, but... But again, they love you. Now your family. That yeah. it's, it's a whole thing, you know, the psychological damage that happens. Yeah. They understand it was all part of the process. And I think... Of getting think, out. Yeah, and I think this was actually what Kaylee said a few episodes ago. Like, at that time, we didn't know terms like gaslighting or, nope. like, those sort of things. And especially because I was so young... People were like, oh, that doesn't oh, yeah. happen to kids. And it no. does. And it's quite why I'm quite passionate about, I go into schools and I talk about mental health. Because um, obviously I'm going to talk about PTSD in a minute. But um, I openly kind of, I don't ever say that because I think it's quite heavy, but I do talk about having mental health problems and the importance of speaking out. Because I kind yeah. of think, I was at secondary school. It can happen anytime. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that kind of leads me on to... Uh, <laughs> so this podcast, obviously, is kind of um, focused a lot on domestic violence and abuse, but we also have a real big side for kind of violence against women in general. Yes. Hence why we talk about Sarah Everin quite a lot and the whole thing of, like, she was just going for a run, of that horrific side. And the reason for that um, is I've been attacked in London multiple times <laughs> the main two that I want to talk about are um one I, I was hate on... this <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> no I mean I, I, I just get I just yeah. wish I could have been there and just been like Grah. I know but, but there's, there's I, nothing you could have done I know and I, I know but this, I wouldn't this, have wanted you know in mine obviously yeah you were saying uh, this is the bit for me as obviously with the other guy but these are the bits that make me f- just want to fucking rage because i'm like ah <laughs> like, i hate I these people that. yeah it's um so the first one was i was in a, a musical in london and i was on a bus coming home and a guy just got on the bus ran straight up to me and kicked me in the face 
and I instantly passed out. Um, he carried on kicking me and apparently he carried on kicking my bag, like he attacked my bag. The bus driver stopped. Um, I don't actually know any of this because I was passed out, but the people I was with told me this. Um, the bus stopped and the guy tried to get off and they wouldn't let him and then he was telling everyone he had a knife um, and then an ambulance came and a police car came and whatever and they sorted me out and I had a fractured cheekbone and my jaw was slightly out of line, which I suffer with now. I have to have a night guard at night and I get jaw therapy because I have, oh, what is it called? TMJ, which I actually can't yeah. remember what that stands for, but it's basically jaw tension. Yeah. Um, which is really fun. Um, so, yeah, and I had black eye and I had concussion and <laughs> I'll never forget, I, they didn't have a cover for my part in the show. So the next night I went Stop on. It. Oh, babe. Stop it. Babe. I went on stage with two black eyes and um, I did what my part. And <laughs> I was running off stage, like being sick with concussion. But the show must go on. Like that's, that was my brain. Um, so that was that one, um, which was horrific. But actually, I kind of dealt with really well. Looking back now, I did deal with that really well. Um, I just carried on and everything was fine and then in 2015 I want to say might be 14 I don't know why that got me sorry oh I'm so sorry oh oh don't cry because you'll make me cry again <laughs> are you okay oh yeah I'm good sorry this is horrible doing this over zoom we definitely did not plan this well <laughs> okay um, I'm sorry go on no you're fine and then um so yeah, it's either 2015 or 14. My mum will correct me when she hears this. Um, I was on my way to a gig. I walked out of my flat in London and a guy pulled a gun at my head and he pulled the trigger. And the only reason I'm alive is because the bullet got stuck or it didn't work. There is no reason or rhyme. Um, in the words of the detective, someone is looking after me. Yes. Um... Oh, I, it gives me chills every time you've, you yeah. tell me that story. It's It makes me feel quite sick and I talk about it a lot. This is something I'm, I talk about openly a lot on my TikTok mm -hmm. and in schools and stuff. But it, it there's always a pang in my heart of like... Whoa. That happened, you, yeah. yeah. And um, so basically there was like a little... Next to where it happened was this little like alleyway dead end thing. It was where people used to park their cars to like pop into Sainsbury's. But you could only fit like half a car in there. And I just, half, I, a car. half a car. Um, and obviously he pulled the trigger and I heard this weird noise. And then I kind of just looked at him and I pegged it into this little alleyway thing and hid behind the wall. And genuinely fight or flight mode kicked in. Like, so logical. My heart wasn't even pounding. I literally, well, obviously it was pounding, but it wasn't like going mental. It was just like regular. And my brain just went, okay, Nat, you either stand here and he'll come round and he'll shoot you in the head and you'll just die, or you run home, and I, I feel like you can survive getting shot in the back. That was genuinely my brain. The fact that those were your options... Yeah. ...is crazy. Yeah. But but you genu that is genuine fight or flight. Fight or flight, That is the yeah. definition. Absolutely, and I, I ran home. I, it was, I mean, I was only about six seconds from my front door, so I pegged it, called 999, and they actually, on their way to get my statement, found the guy pulling the gun on someone else. <gasps> and arrested him. Um, I was. I didn't know that bit. Oh, did you not? Randomly, no. the guy found me on Twitter. The guy who they'd pulled the gun out on. He found me on Twitter. 
Oh my god, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the, the gun. gunman. Then I no, nearly no, no, had no. a heart attack. No, no, no. The other guy, he found me on Twitter, and he um, just reached out and said thank you for calling the police. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, but um, yeah. So then, can I ask? Yeah, of course. Did, sorry. Um, so they found this guy. What was his? What was his reasoning? Gang initiation. Oh shit. Okay. Um, yeah, he just had to kill someone. Yeah, cool. Um, yep. Um, Obviously, it's not. I'm. I'm just angry. That's my way. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Um, great. I had to do a lineup, um, which is exactly like it is in the films. But actually, this it was different. Actually, no. So I was terrified all day, like literally shit in my pants. And the policeman um, picked me up, and I went. And I was in this room, and they showed me it was a TV screen of like all the guys. Babe literally I watched these men and was like I haven't got a clue I don't I don't know which one of you it is and oh, I really? I was like one of you tried to take my life and I can't even tell your face I don't I don't know wow. and it was a false ID I um I picked someone and I, I didn't know and um it it's really hard because I never got justice from it because um Wait, and so this guy's still out? That you, you yeah. didn't get put away? No, babe. Nothing <gasps> happened. Nothing came of this. Even though they caught him yeah. with a gun yep. at someone else yep. Nothing with came the intent of this. to kill, he got arrested and that was yeah. it. It was really bizarre. Like, Oh my God, when it so mad. When it happened, it's all a blur. Like I think about it now. And again, I only know bits because like, <laughs> people have told me bits. I, I, I'm really... I can't remember a lot because I yeah. really have fogged this out. Yeah, um, understandably. But I remember the policeman telling me that um, this whole gang initiation thing, he came over to my house to tell me. Um, I remember this this policeman giving me a hug and telling me I'm the luckiest woman he'd ever met in his life. Wow. And <laughs> I'm never getting going. If you were my daughter, I would tell you to pack your bags this second and leave. Um, and he told me basically where I lived was in between two gangs, two known gangs. Oh. Um, and the road I'm on is basically like a warpath. Oh, my days. But you obviously, did you not know I that? I had well, no idea. No, I like, babe, I'd lived there for three years and I was happy How as Larry. How scary is that? Terrifying. Um, but I, I never really got anything from the police. They never told me what was happening. I tried to chase it and they, they weren't sure. Or I, like, I didn't have the right crime number or whatever. And it was, yeah. And eventually I ended up getting, um, uh, I, I went off and did um, Sesame Street the musical. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember this. So I was touring um, the world. I went to like the Emirates quite a lot. So I kind of put this to the back of my head and just moved on with my life. Um, you did what I did and just went and just carried on this is a distraction and a great opportunity I'm gonna yeah. forget about it yeah and the irony yeah. right so just before this had happened um my little mini mouse my dog um was living with me in London and I couldn't have her in London anymore I was terrified absolutely terrified yeah. um I couldn't have even though she actually helped my anxiety so much I was terrified of her getting killed her getting yeah. taken her and like that was kind of the first signs of my anxiety and my PTSD, but I ignored it. Um, I then went off and did a musical with David Hasselhoff. There you go. <laughs> Plong. Um, that was a name drop, by the way. Just that noise. I Plong. love that, though. You're so I love welcome. that. I mean, <laughs> it was hilarious. I um, know. Brilliant. It was that so video. brilliant. Yeah. So good. 
so so good i love that video yeah i got david hasselhoff to sing my song which was just brilliant what a ledge anyway yeah. um so i went off on tour with that in fact sorry to interrupt but we'll no. post that on our tape about the beach because <laughs> people it's need so to brilliant. see that it is it's brilliant. brilliant um i'm in a full baywatch outfit as well so yeah um yeah i came back from that tour and mate, I used to make so many jokes about it. I was like, oh, I fight bat. I'm I'm Batman. I fight gun crime in London. Like genuinely, you know me, queen of banter, queen of sarcasm. That's all I was oh, here humor for. Humor covers up a lot. Oh, well, god, yeah. And yeah. um, and then so then okay, so that was yes. Yeah, so I got back off that tour, and then um, I started seeing someone, um, very casually, and he had a temper, and um. There was one particular night I remember we'd gone to a hotel and he put his hands around my throat. Oh, God. And I hid in the bathroom. And then I came out of the bathroom and he, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. But he literally went, Don't worry, it's okay. Um, let's just not talk about it and just have a good time. And I was like, oh. It's my fault. And yeah. um Yeah. I, I got home from this little weekend, told one of my really good friends, um, and he went mental. He was he yeah. was ready to kill him. He literally was just like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, understandably. Yeah, and then this this fling ended, whatever. Um, that was the only time he did anything like that, but it ended about a week later, so fine. Um, and then I started to notice I had vocal problems. So when I say vocal problems, I, I was on a tour... I did a wannabe, the Spice Girl show. Um, we did like a big UK tour and I noticed I'd get on stage and my voice would just be gone. And it was so tired. Like it, it was like it was exhausted. It was like I'd been singing for like 12 hours straight. And I was like, what's happening with my voice? And I couldn't sing anything. Convinced I had vocal problems, convinced I had even nodules or something like that. And I went to... I remember um, this. Yeah. Because do you remember the gig we did, me and you up north somewhere and I turned up and I was like babe my voice is gone and you were like what and you ended up covering all of the songs yeah and I was like obviously I would do for you but I remember I was like I was devastated yeah you were baffled by it I remember yeah yeah. and I was so scared and um so yeah um I then went and saw a vocal coach who is freaking incredible um he's called the voice whisperer but his name's Steven and he's amazing and (laughs) he what a brand name I know brilliant um, and I remember enough that he's, you'd love him. He's very like holistic, very spiritual, very <sighs> like, um, but like cool as his shit. He's brilliant. He's just, I love, I love Stephen. Oh, wow. I love um, that. And I had a lesson with him and he was like, what's going on with you? I was like, what do you mean? Didn't know this man from Adam. And he was like, something else, something else is happening here. What's going on? And then I had a few more lessons. And in the end, I told him about the gun attack. And he was like, I think you need therapy. And I was like, a mortified and then B quite embarrassed and a bit like oh okay you're giving up on me basically and I went and had cameras down my throat I spent so much money and then they could see nothing wrong not even swelling um so I went to a therapist and (laughs) typical Nat Gray she was like how are you and I was like I'm fine and I would not babe babe babe, I wouldn't open up I wouldn't say anything (laughs) I was literally like, I've lost my voice and I don't know why. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and she ended up doing hypnotherapy on me. And um, she uncovered a lot of stuff. And the one thing I won't forget is she gave me a list of words. And she was like, I'm going to read these words out. And if you identify with them, I want you to say on like 
zero to 10. And I looked at this list of words and just saw abandonment and broke down crying. And all of a sudden, my voice felt better. And she basically then told me that um, (laughs) I hadn't cried in over a year and a half. And I hadn't even realised. And she she even said to me, when was the last time you had a good cry? And I was like, I don't cry. I don't cry. I don't do that. I don't do that vulnerable thing. And she was like, "Mm, okay. Wow. How far you've come. I'm so, if I wasn't proud before, which I was, you just saying that, we've cried four times today already. (laughs) (laughs) Because we need to. But the fact like that in itself, that you were in a place where you were like, I don't cry. I don't need to cry. That's weak. And like, like, look how far you've come. Oh good. I am very proud of myself. And like, I think the first time I cried in front of Aiden, it was just when he'd um he just got Phantom of the Opera over in uh, a world tour, so it meant he was going to be away for months at a time. I mean, thank you, COVID. It ended being up nine months. Thank you, you <laughs> ass. Anyway, um, by the time we didn't know that, and I remember that I cried in front of him, and I was so embarrassed, and he was just like, "Oh my god, you love me." It's <laughs> like, yes, of course I do. Um, but um, so basically, she did more kind of uncovering of this situation and it turns out and this is something I'd suppressed when I was with my ex the abusive one he used to get a kick out of me crying and if he made me cry he he, there was just something smug Mm. about him so I taught myself not to cry I've taught my body a way of it basically feels like hiccups my body is physically crying. My my body is having this reaction of my my diaphragm pounding and like my body kind of going, <gasps> but there is no water coming out of my eyes and I'm not getting that release. Because obviously when you cry, you're releasing hormones and I wasn't getting yeah. that release. Um, but I refused to let him have that part of me. Because again, that was the only thing I could control. Yeah. And I didn't even, I remember not crying and being like yeah didn't didn't cry like it's so like almost an accomplishment yeah um and I didn't even realize that I'd carried that through life and then I was like oh my god I don't think my family have seen me cry since my nan died that I was 16 when she died like that fuck and I had this kind of revelation of like oh my god I still do that I still see I see crying as such a weakness such a vulnerable thing that I will never let anyone have from me um Mm. and it's really funny because there's a song I'm going to be releasing when we do the tour um at some point that we'll reveal at some point Um, (laughs) soon soon and it's the first song I've ever written about abuse and there's a lyric in it that says I'll never let you see me cry I'll never give you that satisfaction yeah. And it's that is exactly how I felt. And so basically what I've done is by not crying and not getting that release, my muscles were constantly in panic and they were constantly tight and constantly wanting to have this moment of release and I wasn't giving it to them. So therefore, they were attacking my vocal cords. They were literally strengthening around my vocal cords to stop me singing. And as wow. you know as a singer, we use crying to sing like you use the kind of same mechanisms in your body to they, they, it's a, a technique of singing to cry 
it's not actually like sobbing it's a thing of yeah. you do with your your mouth and your whatever I'm not a singing teacher I can't tell you the ins and outs <laughs> anyway um google it anyway I'd stop myself doing that which meant I'd stop my voice working so when I was trying to sing I couldn't hit these high notes anymore because my body was exhausted and not yeah. having that release and it was so funny because the second I saw this word abandonment and I just burst out crying and revealed to her that I had this whole thing of, with my ex and I still feel quite worthless I still don't feel like I deserve happiness and this this, this and that and and also a few years ago I would nearly died and I've wasted my life yeah. and that's that was the big revelation for me was my life could have gone like that and what have I fucking done with it and wow. everything kind of came back about my ex of like I wasted years of my life putting up with that I wasted years thinking I'm worthless like people would kill to live the life I lead and have the family I have and the opportunities I have and here I am wasting it and instead dead of that turning into a let's go and make the best of today I hated myself and it turned yep. negative and it turned to anger and bitterness and I blamed him for it yeah. um, and that that's the bitterness I felt and I realised kind of after seeing the therapist that I wasn't ready to date to give any form of vulnerability to anybody like you know it because you're my busy and you love me, but it takes a lot for me to tell someone I'm upset. Like oh I, God, yeah. I, I even yesterday, like having that panic attack, I didn't call anyone. Aiden called me because I wasn't answering, and he was like, "What's going on?" And he'd seen the message. I went, "Oh, some woman spilled coffee on me, and this happened, and this happened." But it, and like even when I got home and I broke to my parents, my mum was like, "I know you're upset. Just tell me. Tell talk to me." And I'm like, "No." And I had a really bad flare-up of my anxiety and PTSD last year, um, mainly because um, there was a, a shooting outside my new flat in London. And um, yeah. gotta love London. Um, and my boyfriend was in a show, so he wasn't home. And I, I just I freaked out. And I didn't know what to do. And I, <laughs> I reached out, and I'm putting that in quotations, because what I did was sent... Um, a message in a group chat I've got of a couple of friends who I'd see more online and I just yeah. put anyone awake and no one replied and I took this as a personal attack on me that they thought I wasn't worth it they thought I wasn't worth their time but actually I've had an open conversation with them now and gone I felt left I felt like you didn't care and they were like if you called us and said these are the thoughts I'm having yeah. this is where I'm at we'd have been there in a heartbeat mm -hmm. but like you don't you don't project know. it yeah I, I don't said, use my voice <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. I don't use my voice to show how I'm feeling on how I actually the struggles sometimes I face and that is something I'm really learning and having like this relationship with you is so amazing because you are so open about stuff and you always ask me how I am and it's it's lovely and having this kind of time to have this moment and I don't feel any anger or bitterness towards that guy anymore. I haven't for years. And I no. know that. No. I know even when I felt a bit of anger, it wasn't actually to do with him. It was to do with me. And it was yeah. me trying to accept that I let that happen. Um, it's like you said, it's the process though. Yeah, I was bitter. It's the process. And then, and then I was angry. Then I was sad. Then I was yeah. mad at myself. And it's the whole yeah. thing that it doesn't just end on the, you know, the day 
you decide yeah. to leave or change no. your life it does not end there it really doesn't and you have to deal with all these emotions when you've gone yeah. through such trauma whether yeah. you like it or not the yeah. you know and um, it's it's getting a hold of them and yeah. learning how to deal with them and what's the healthiest way to deal with them yeah and i think it's i haven't actually said this to you yet because i felt like it was a bit of a worries me pity party moment but when we've obviously been doing this podcast and talking to some incredible people and uh, yourself especially and you all had that moment of like you left you made the decision you left if even if you went back you left mm-hmm. i didn't i i begged i stayed i pleaded i was devastated and that makes me feel so weak and so hypocritical because uh-uh. no I'm going to stop you because you've told me this because I did go back. I went back after getting the police involved. Like I almost wasn't going to say anything on the episode. And then I was like, no, fuck it. Because that happened. (laughs) That's what we were And it doesn't make me weak. And it doesn't, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Yeah. I went back because I was still in a vulnerable state. And I went back. It's as simple as that. And I, people got hurt. And yeah. I got hurt all over again and it was this horrible thing. And I look at that and think, well, you were, you, that, that was a horrible thing. Yeah. But it doesn't, I don't know. Do you get what I mean? Like it I do, doesn't yeah. take anything away from yeah. it. So please don't think that. Like, please do. It's, yeah. And I know what you're saying and it's so hard to swallow that pill, isn't it? Like, and it's, it's a, a trigger for me when people say, oh, I don't know why they don't just walk away. I don't know why they don't just leave. And, oh, I've got no sympathy for her because she went back. And you hear this a lot with other people's stories especially when people don't know what you've been through and yeah, it's so just ex- hard they, they just see like a a black and white picture yeah we're actually genuinely 50 shades of gray but not the nice not the good version yeah <laughs> it, it, yeah and that's genuinely what it is it's not black and white so people are like oh my god you went back and i'm like yeah yeah i, I did. didn't yeah go back and move in back together and make it official it was just yeah. like fucked up time of yeah back and forth for and it's, a long time so it's then so hard. my brain was like well now I can't talk about this for, yeah. and I was the same for a long time I was like well I can't talk about this because I got out and then I started secretly seeing him again yeah you know yeah but it was what it was I'm not there now and again I took myself away from it but yeah. there were days where I was the same I was begging I was like yeah and and it's fine. Like I said, it's such a psychological thing that you go through. Yeah. And people don't understand the damage that can be caused. Yeah. It's Yeah. And like you said, it's like I'd I'd love to kind of look into it more, I think. Yeah. But on a mental health level. Yeah. Um, because obviously we talk a lot about you said like abuse and domestic abuse and yeah. violence towards women, but it's it's the part after. It's the mental health. It's the building side of yourself it. back up. Yeah, like yeah. we ha- when we had the break between, and I'm sorry, I'm not making this about me again. Um, we had the break in between the podcasts, and yeah. I said I was like, I've just told my story. I don't think I realized. I was like, it yeah. doesn't even sound like I'm talking about me now because that's great. You know, yeah. I'm in a good space of like dealing with things, and I know where I'm at. But I said to you, didn't I? I was like, maybe I should have had therapy. Yeah. Like saying all that again out loud, I'm like, shit. Yeah. Like. And you don't it's, deal with it. And it's, no. you know what you went through and you don't want to, I know, I know you'll feel the same as this. I don't want to feel like a burden to anyone. And it's kind yeah. of why I don't, I still, I still have a lot of insecurities and I, 
for a while it took me ages because I was like kind of like the thin thing of being like well I can't control anything else but I can control my weight I, yeah. I went through a stage of being like because everyone knows me as quite a positive and happy person and like that's my music my music is really like happy 80s woohoo and <laughs> everyone knows me for that so when I started to have these flare-ups of PTSD and having to deal with actually deep down I feel worthless I didn't feel like I could speak to people because I was like well actually the one thing I have I'm not a, a pretty girl I'm not this I'm not that but I have this positivity and people like to talk to me about their problems and I don't want to be a burden and it's taken a lot of self-work on myself to go actually Nat like you bring stuff to the table like it's Mm -hmm. it's okay and it's also okay to have a bad day and need help and ask for help and we shouldn't be ashamed of that and when again like you said when you sit down and go actually everything we've been through it's okay that sometimes we just need a little break like just need something and I'm so I'm gonna give myself a break today for putting myself through mentally you know exactly bad things and straining myself but actually you know when you say it out loud and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's we're it allowed a day yeah and it's day. I'm still dealing with a lot of stuff but like I said I kind of have put I say I've put it behind me but maybe I haven't because I don't talk about it um I don't like I said Aiden knows little bits and bobs because of just things I've told him um yeah I've spoken openly on the podcast about like me and Aiden was like play fighting he oh, Aiden loves tickling me because he knows I hate it <laughs> such a little shit um and like so that but I've talked about one day like he literally like I, I think he like play we play fight and it just happened too hard and I freaked and I had to be like I know and That's he was trigger yeah and yeah. he was so mortified because he is the big friendly giant like he is just so lovely oh my and, god he is He's yeah so sweet. but he was mortified by it because he was like I would never do that and I was like I know but my brain has needs to take time and maybe that's because I don't talk about it I don't know but I am grateful we've speak about on here and I like I said to you I did feel very like oh my story isn't as like dramatic or this didn't happen or I wasn't in hospital and you do have to go it doesn't matter it's still abuse it's still absolutely a, a violent relationship you still went through something traumatic and it doesn't absolutely and that's kind of what we wanted to talk about on here is like not all abuse is physical abuse not all abuse mm-hmm. is like like I said a lot of mine was control he he loved the control you still had a lot of physical abuse though don't take yeah. that away because that's in yeah. itself was horrific but it's I'm so glad I've kind of faced it and now like god I cry a freaking dog video on TikTok and I'm so glad because my voice is in the best shape it's been in years yeah. and I've had to kind of own the PTSD from the gun attack which is what um, the therapist diagnosed me with and I have meditations I have to do and breathing exercises I do to calm out down my anxiety but it's such a quick spiral from I nearly died I could die and I struggle to walk down the street sometimes because I freak out that someone's gonna, gonna come around the corner yeah. or whatever um and I the amount of times I've said to like Aiden I was like why are you with me like because my brain just goes instantly to default of you are worthless and actually I need to remember that he's with me because he loves me and I'm fun and I'm cool and I do I, and you're an incredible woman like yeah and it's, it's owning that and going actually yeah like mm-hmm. I love him as much as he loves me and I like and I've said this to you like when oh hit my mic when you get into a relationship it's gonna be tough mm-hmm. it's gonna be a I struggle know. but you have to just talk through it because yeah. that's the only way of getting through and also you have to make sure they understand yeah um 
So yeah, that's that's kind of. I feel like I'll story. just be like, just go ahead and listen to this episode. Just, <laughs> just listen to this, and then uh, let's take it from there. Um, maybe, no, maybe that's a good um, thing. Maybe. Um, well, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, that's thank kind you of so me. much for sharing your story. Thank you thank for listening. You so I'm calm now. Like the last ten minutes, I feel quite calm. But the first, like. Even just it's the second you said, "I'll oh, you go," I was like, "Where do I start?" Okay, um, da, 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 and I felt like, yeah. "Oh, okay, breathe." And obviously, there's so you definitely many relaxed into it. Definitely. Yeah, that's how I felt when you was like, "So far, so tell far, your story." Go. And I was like, yeah. "I feel like in the beginning, I'm very like high pitched, like." <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm really it's glad it's difficult but I'm proud of us yeah I'm very proud of us and like I said there's so many stories we could both tell of what we've been through and the ins oh, and outs yeah. of our, both our relationships and I know I was quite vague on certain things but I we don't scratch tend, the surface we though, have and, and we've shared yeah and I just want like we said this podcast isn't about what we've been through it's about how we've come out of it and who we are yeah. now and I'm a strong woman now and I I would never let that happen to me again. No, and same. I, I'm proud of that and I'm proud of who I am and where I've come. And I just need to sometimes remember that because uh, I'm just going to listen to that on loop sometimes. Um, oh, gosh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a safe space and I'm glad we've shared our stories. So feel free guys to write in and share yours because we want to yeah. hear, we want to know that you're not alone. You're not worthless. You, you are loved and you are brave and that's kind of where this space is yeah you know well me thank you i just want to say again you've shared your story and i'm so proud of mm. you thanks and bud. i'm sorry for everything you've been through and not in a way of like oh i'm sorry but i genuinely <laughs> i'm sorry that you had to go through all that but you are a s- incredibly strong human no. being because a lot of it and the fact that you can not only have your bad days but give me advice and strength on your lowest day. You just, that to me is just incredible. So thank well, you. Staying back at you because we, we do this together. We always say we got this. And if you haven't got it, I've got it for you. I know. I know. So, yeah. And you got anyone listening <sighs> at home, anything like that. We're here. Yeah. We genuinely are. We know how important it is to talk or write about it. Yeah. So please, 100%. please reach out and get in touch and, we're here we're yeah. here to listen we're here to help we're here to advise you to websites that you might need to go and see or anything like that and yeah 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 well Ooh. thank you guys for sitting through i know these were two quite long episodes but it it, it was a journey for us so um we don't mm-hmm. want to edit it too much we don't want to cut anything out this is it so um no thank you for sitting still and listening and yeah. um we love you all and we'll see you next week for uh uh, we'll get another guest on and we'll go back to our usual format. But um, yeah, we we'll love have, you all so we'll have much. have a win of the week. <laughs> we will. And a biscoff and we'll be, we'll be on top form. But we love you all so much. Yeah, so. I love you so much. I love you, Thank Farrah, you. you little digger. <laughs> <laughs> love you. We do apologise if anyone was triggered by any of the dialogue we used today. We are still learning and we are only just beginning to talk about our own experiences. We're aware that trigger warnings are completely different for everybody, so please bear with us. We love you all.
We also want to hear your experiences. If there's anything you'd like to share with us, any stories, anything you are happy to discuss on this podcast, you can stay anonymous if you would like. Please send us an email at takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. That's takebackthebeattour at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at takebackthebeat. Thanks, guys. We love you all.